The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to the Word and World podcast, where we bring you topics talking truth, everything from the news to the New Testament. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Jay and I were looking at stats before this episode, and we saw that we are approaching twenty-five thousand listens. Crazy, which blows my mind. Mm. To be honest, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna say I never saw it going this far, but I was just like surprised at like how quickly it's happening. Yeah, and so I'm just thankful. To God, thankful to you guys. For sure. Yeah, for supporting us and, you know, showing us love. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, but not. <laughs> like, we've been trying to start this, like, particular episode. This is maybe even the 10th time mm-hmm. now. Um, it's been a good hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. I'm looking at the clock now. It actually has been an hour. But we decided to just have a normal conversation like and, and do something a little bit like less structure i guess we wanted to like present you something like real clean and mm-hmm. you know like structured and you know straightforward and all but nah <laughs> but nah but nah we're just gonna talk about it mm-hmm. that's the best that's the best way to do it you know like um for us anyway yeah yeah that's our format man <laughs> <laughs> unstructured but hey so trying to think um how do we end up talking about this like how do we get to this particular i think i topic i was reading and came across uh first kings and there was this passage where like sometimes i'll find stuff or we'll find stuff in the word and it'll just be like something that you know we haven't ever seen before or like oh we just you know feel like for whatever reason it's something cool to share with one another so I shared with him First Kings seventeen three to six, uh, and it was just this cool um, part in that, in those verses where God said that He would command. He was talking to Elijah, and He said He'll command the ravens to feed him in a certain place, and I was just like, "What? Yeah, wow! Like, you command the birds to feed him like this happened before? Yeah." So I just, you know, I sent that over to Marcus just to point him i didn't say like oh check out check out this part i just sent him the verses because i knew he would probably like catch that yeah like when he sent it it blew my mind and i'm like i need to go back and read this story of elijah and so later on that night i started looking to the story of elijah which i believe is found in first kings chapter 17 through 19 i think it's also <clears throat> some some of his story it might be the same story again but you know how like you know how it gets repeated between like kings and chronicles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like it's, it could also be found, his story can also be found in other parts of the Bible. But as I was looking into Elijah that same day, I came across this scripture, James chapter 5, verse 16, which is like what this particular episode is about. But like that scripture says, confess your faults to one another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. And the last part says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Right? And so, 
it's interesting just to kind of look at that because you kind of see like these pieces to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like the prayer of a man <laughs> availeth much. Right. Right. But it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so like basically to get some things to happen, <laughs> there might need to be some pieces in place, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so, like, when I saw that, I'm like, do I already know what effectual means? Do I already know what fervent means? Um, and even the righteousness part of it is something that we, like, especially, you know, um, we have to give definition to. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's not perfection, right? But still, mm. we are called to be righteous. And yeah. so we'll talk about that. A little later but like this word effectual and fervent like mm. what do they mean so i ended up getting on google and just looking up effectual um and jason just kind of mentioned it right before we started recording that effectual and fervent were actually represented by the same greek word i think it's pronounced you energeo mm-hmm. yeah um but anyway effectual means successful in producing a desired or intended result hmm. successful in producing a desired or intended result um a synonym of it is just effective like mm-hmm. effective right uh a synonym a synonym uh the other word well hold on just on effectual for a second mm-hmm. successful in producing a desired or intended result like what does that mean in relation to prayer right you know what i mean like, how do you know that the prayer that you are praying is going to be successful in producing a desired or intended result? Wow. Right? And so I guess, like, what, what I'm kind of hinting at is, you know, is it successful in producing your desired or intended result mm. or God's desired or intended result? Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when it says effective, right? Effectual, you know, being kind of like the same word as effective. It's like, is it effective for God's purpose? Is it effective for God's will? Like, mm-hmm. are we praying? You know how people told us that about prayer? Like, we got to pray according to God's will. Mm-hmm. Well, according to this scripture, yeah, that checks out. That's that's true. Your prayer has to be effectual. And then I looked up this other word, like fervent. And... You know, just popped it in Google and it says having or displaying a passionate intensity, like a passionate prayer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's really coming from the heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Jesus talked about this with the Pharisees, how they heaped up empty phrases and empty words. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't really, you know, they were just saying words. Yeah. You know, just to, repetition. Yeah. Like that kind wow. of. Wow. But wow. it's like. Is the thing that you are praying for truly in your heart, mm-hmm. right? So you have this one part of it where it's like, is this effective for the purpose of the kingdom of God? And then the second part of it, like, is it truly in your heart to ask for the thing that you're asking for? Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you made that distinction because sometimes we think that it means like, you know, screaming repetition, like mm-hmm. you just said, like the Pharisees yeah. or, you know, just just these outward 
expressions that we would look at and go, man, that's a passionate, yeah. you know, prayer right there. You know, their eyes are closed or they're bowing or this or this, yeah. you know, but it's like it has nothing to do with the outward. Yeah. It's all about you can you can literally whisper a couple words wow. and it could be the strongest prayer ever. Yeah. Because it's coming from a spiritual place. Yeah. 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 That's that's because uh, I used to honestly like when you're talking like you you're talking about like almost like a complex that I used to have where I used mm-hmm. to think that like my prayers weren't effective because I wasn't yelling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I actually tried to <laughs> like work on my volume. Yeah. You know, volume. Is it volume or volume? My volume a little bit. <laughs> volume. Nah, there, there, I think there are many of us in, in the body of Christ that like we have that idea or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's been said to me before, like you got to put some. Oomph in your prayers, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I don't, well, like I don't even know the words, you, you know, yeah. Like, I'm like, I used to listen to, I used to try to like listen to the words that other people would use mm-hmm. and then try to like steal them, yeah, for my prayer, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I end up praying at home and I'm like, Heavenly Father, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, gracious one, yeah, oh, and it doesn't sound anything like me, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just what I could recall from somebody else's prayer, mm-hmm. so it's not even my prayer at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, how could it be in my heart, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't know, man, even when uh, stuff like scriptures to say, like, you know, praying at all times in the Holy Spirit or praying, praying yeah. in the Spirit, and uh. You know, people take that and and say, you know, you're supposed to pray in tongues. <laughs> wow, that's the that's the prayer that yeah. you know will get certain things done. And that's not what he's talking about right there. Right. You know, you know he's talking about spirit versus flesh. Yeah. You know. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's an incredible point because it goes back to what we're talking about, like that praying in the spirit would be effectual mm-hmm. right because here you are like if you're praying in the spirit you're praying according to what you know god has inspired you even mm-hmm. to pray exactly right then it's going to be his will it's going to be effectual mm-hmm. you know it's going to be uh let me just look at the definition again mm-hmm. right it's going to be successful in producing a desired or intended result mm-hmm. of the kingdom yeah you know what i'm saying and when you think about it right like yeah and 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 it's not to say that we don't sometimes pray in the flesh you know mm-hmm. but you know when you're playing praying in the flesh because it's like you're trying to like you said you're trying to conjure up words wow. you're yeah you're just you're just forcing it and we we know when we're doing that when it's not because it's such a distinction from a prayer that's prayed in the spirit where you literally just like you, you pray what's in your heart yeah um, and it's just like you don't have to you don't have to think really about the words like Mm. because it just comes out yeah and i'm not talking about tongues i'm saying like let's say if you're praying for i don't know someone to be healed or you're or just for a job i don't know whatever you want to pray for it'll just it'll just come out in in like the most sincere way that you Mm. that you can think about right it's like you know it isn't it isn't like a there's no steps to it. It's not like, oh, God, you are the gracious one. And it's just like, Father God, you know, like, thank you. It's just different. And we, yeah. we've all, I think, had or or we've all, like, faced those distinctions, I think. Mm. Maybe not. I'll speak for myself. I, I have. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one of those things that uh, 
as you come into like a closer relationship mm-hmm. with him because like i've had that happen a few you know like a few times it's not like a it's not like a every time i pray right. type of a thing you know but there are like a few times where i know i wasn't i wasn't praying about anything that i intended to pray about mm-hmm. when i started praying and i know he kind of just like took over mm-hmm. you know and i've even had like times where i would be praying and like i could i could feel things that, that weren't even my emotion it's mm-hmm. it's weird as that sounds mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like a deep like yeah i was just saying i know i know what you're saying dude yeah because that happened to me only one time before yeah and it was like a weird like you're saying you knew it wasn't something that you conjured up or yeah was part of your thoughts like i remember having like a, a weird grief yeah for someone yeah that like i started crying about yeah. what they were going through yeah and it was like exactly. but i was in the moment like you saying like you i knew it wasn't my connection to the thought or the emotion it was mm-hmm. like a grief that yeah. was like a sincere grief i was like whoa yeah it's I, I don't know why i was so hesitant to say it but like that was exactly what it was it was like a sadness and it was almost like i could feel how sad god was about how far his children were away from him right you know, and like I couldn't, like I couldn't hold back tears. And I'm like, when I when I was finished, I was like, oh my gosh, like what was that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was something completely just different for me and mm-hmm. new for me. But like that's what I feel like uh, when we talk about praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what we, you know, we're praying according to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, at that point in time, mm-hmm. you know, it's just interesting, man. As you brought that up, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, <laughs> at all, but yeah. Uh, so we talked about effectual. Mm-hmm. We talked about fervent, right? So it's. I'm just gonna read them one more time because we gotta like really, really get these. It's successful in producing a desired or intended result for the kingdom, effective for the kingdom, mm. and then fervent, having or displaying a passionate intensity Mm. right and so what's cool about it is we have an example in the story of elijah right because we mentioned that like i ran into this scripture as a result of reading about elijah we'll pull up the full chapter real quick but in if we keep reading past 16 verse 17 this is james chapter 5 again verse 17 says Elias, Elijah is sometimes referred to as Elias. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Wow. So the point of this scripture Right, because when we talk about like the prophet Elijah, like mm-hmm. we like to think of him as like, you know, this is like this is like God's right hand man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he up there you know, in the ranks. Prophet, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of a thing. We kind of put him on a pedestal, you know, just subconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know, but the purpose of this scripture is to say that Elias was a man subject to passions just like we are. It's saying that he's just like you and me. Yeah. Like there's no difference between that man and yourself. Yeah. 
right? So don't put him on a pedestal because he's just a man, just like you. And it said just by prayer, right? He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And for three years and six months. And then it says, it says it rained not on the earth. So we're not talking about a particular, you know, area yeah. of like Israel or something like that. It says not on the earth mm -hmm. for three years and six months. And so even when we're talking about this particular part of it, it's like you got some decisions that you have to make, you know, when it comes to prayer. It's like you have to decide, like, do you even believe what that scripture says? Hmm. Like, is it possible that a man can pray and it not rain for three years and six months? Right. Because you have to decide whether or not you agree that prayer is, in fact, allowing us to have that kind of impact mm. on things around us right because if you don't have that kind of you know like belief then you know it's it's already shown us kind of where we stand in our faith yeah you know so you kind of have to just start with that yeah like do i do i believe in this story that right. i see wow do i believe you know and that that causes bigger questions right like do i believe in the validity of the bible mm -hmm. right do i believe in the power of prayer and you kind of have to answer all these things before you can even mm -hmm. you know before you can even like utilize this approach that we're yeah. talking about do you believe that god could send birds to feed a man yeah. yeah like these are like incredible stories yeah right but like ah these are incredible stories, but we have to decide, like, do we believe that the God that we serve is capable of all of this mm -hmm. and has allowed us to have, you know, this type of power through prayer? Mm -hmm. um, so just start there. And so I kind of wanted to read the story from First Kings too, just real quick, where it talks about Elijah praying about this rain. And so I'm reading from 1 Kings chapter 17. It says, and this is starting at verse 1. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe or Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Mm -hmm. So he's like, look. <laughs> it's not gonna be no rain unless i say it's right mm -hmm. he's saying that to ahab the king the king mm -hmm. right and when you look at this scripture it's like dang like what kind of you know like what kind of power and authority does this man have yeah right and you might kind of look at it like he just he just said what it was going to be yeah as simple as that mm -hmm. but when you get to james chapter 5 and 16 you see that it, he actually prayed. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. it's, it's talking about prayer. Like he didn't just like go up and like, you know, I said it and God going to back me on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of like it says he prayed earnestly, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, you mentioned another scripture earlier about praying earnestly. And I think that's a story that we kind of want to like yeah. bring up too. But like I think this is, this is a show where we're going to give like some definitions, right? What does it mean to pray earnestly it says with sincere and intense conviction mm. like you're praying seriously right and so you think about how that is even still in alignment with our effectual and fervent you know theme or you know like mm -hmm. uh 
attributes that we were talking about earlier, man. Mm. Like sincere and intense conviction. And you think about how if you are praying effectually or praying fervently, it's very easy to pray earnestly. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's easy to to you know, like I know I'm praying according to God's will. Wow, I know this is in my heart, right? So I can pray intensely on this thing. Mm. Like you think about, it, like even when I said earlier, like I was praying other people's prayers. Like I can't, I can't pray that from my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, or you know how like uh, you try to remember what somebody else said. Like you'll stumble over those words, but what's in your heart? You won't stumble over. Right. You'll, you'll pour that out right. easily. Like it'll just flow right mm. out of you because it's already in you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's easy to pray earnestly for something that you know is God's will and for something that is already in your heart. Wow. It's easy to pray intensely about that. Wow. Um, and I just also wanted to point out too that even like this this thing that it just it just seems like Elijah just kind of commanded a thing and it's like this great prophet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But actually, he prayed mm-hmm. earnestly for it to come to pass, you know? And wow. then, like I said again, like James, make sure that you understand now, it's not because he was a prophet. Mm-hmm. Like, you too can do this. But then there's like this other part, right? And stop me wherever uh, wherever you want to stop me, bro. Mm-hmm. What was that other story, though, where it says they pray earnestly? Yeah, uh, in Acts 12, when uh, Peter was in prison, uh, if you jump to verse 5, it says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Um, and then it goes on to talk about how an angel of the Lord appeared um, and broke him out of his cell. And then he went to go see the church. Um, and, you know, they realized that their prayers were answered and stuff like that. Yeah, but it made the point to show that they were earnestly praying for uh peter to get out of prison and so i think this is even one of those things where it's like we can see that we can't just like gloss over scripture Mm -hmm. but we kind of have to like take our time meditate on it study it and see because we can miss so much like if we we just say okay they they just pray Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like uh you know, like, is it is it as effective? Yeah. You know, when we go to apply that to our lives, but if we see that they were praying earnestly, that they were praying fervently, yeah. they were praying effectually, then we're like, okay, mm-hmm. now, now I, you know, I know what to take into my prayer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember uh, Jay and his wife talked about prayer one time in one of our, like, group studies. We have a group study that we go to every month, and he and his wife led it. And on that particular night, they talked about understanding what it is that happens when we go into prayer. Mm-hmm. Like we are literally approaching, in a spiritual way, the throne of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when we talk about earnestly, and you look that up, it says seriously. Yeah, like your approach to prayer has to be serious in the sense that you you understand like i am coming before god and you see yeah. it in scripture too where you see people say like i serve the lord god before whom i stand mm. you know what i'm saying it's like they understand like 
the weight of what it is mm-hmm. that they are doing on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. Like your prayer, like you're going into the throne room to ask him for something, to do something according to his will. But to understand the weight of what is going on wow. is super important whenever you go to do it. Amen. So that earnestly part, meaning seriously, you know, can can be, I guess, like uh, like like understanding what's happening can be helpful in praying earnestly yeah if if uh, if i'm making sense yeah because you have to if you don't understand what's going on in your mind you and i were talking about this but like yeah if you don't if you don't have a comprehension of what we have in christ of what your standing is with god in christ and what it is when you're not in christ like yeah you it it's almost like uh it's to our detriment at the end of the day. Wow. Like we'll, we'll, I don't want to say the phrase, like we'll miss out on blessings, but like you'll miss out on relationship with God. You Ooh. know, you'll miss out on, um, you'll miss out on like, uh, I guess the fullness of the truth. Yeah. I love that. The fullness uh, of it. And we don't have the full fullness of it now, but yeah. what's revealed in scripture is what we have. You wow. Know? And it's like, you'll miss out on some of that if you don't take these things from scripture and i guess how marcus is saying like kind of put them to practice you know when it says stuff like you know we're a royal priesthood mm, jeez you know and, <laughs> and we can wow bro. Uh, yeah it's like we we have this access yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah like even when we talk about being able to approach the throne we're talking about something that is possible that has been made possible for us mm-hmm. through the death of christ mm-hmm. right like oftentimes we talk about the death of christ we think about the forgiveness of sins we think about like how sins are you know it says they've been like uh cleansed from our slate i guess mm-hmm. is, a, is a way to put it but what we often don't spend too much time thinking about as believers is what it's afforded us mm-hmm. right like what is now possible to us and uh, being able to approach the throne and ask god for something is is one of many many things that has been afforded to us mm-hmm. you know and maybe we ought to we ought to spend some time like talking about what we have access to now mm-hmm. you know because it's pretty mind-blowing um but then again it kind of all is founded on whether or not you believe <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like whether or not you believe these things or so mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh, there was another part of it that we wanted to like talk about, which was, and like, yeah, which was the righteousness part of it. Mm-hmm. There was another part of it that we wanted to talk about, which was the righteousness part of it, of James chapter five and 16, mm. um, because it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah. You know, and I feel like tonight we're just kind of like going through different terms and giving definitions so you can understand um, or so that we all understand how important all these different aspects of prayer are. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question becomes, how do we define righteousness? Well, oftentimes we think of righteousness as perfection. You know, like in my mind, I feel like my mind kind of quickly jumps to that as a definition. You know what I mean? But obviously we know that we are in a fallen state. So perfection is not really achievable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like by any of us. It was, you know, perfection was what Christ had, but we don't have perfection. Mm. Right. So then righteousness takes on a different 
I mean, I'm not even going to say a different me. It's just obvious that it's not perfection. So then what is it? You know what I'm saying? Because we have this scripture still that says a righteous man. Mm -hmm. So how do we define it now? Mm -hmm. We were at, again, one of those Bible studies, and I kind of asked a question like, can anybody be perfect? You know, and one of the people who responded to me brought up the scripture that we talked about not too uh, long ago where Paul is like the good I would do, I don't. Yeah. And that which I, you know, that one. That right. which I ought to do, I don't do. Yeah. But she basically used that scripture to show that like, yeah, we're in this fallen state. We want to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. But there is, you know, as she talked, I was kind of just like thinking about it. And it's like, we talked about this before, like there are different kinds of sin. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like the sin that we kind of do unknowingly. Yeah. That kind of happens without us really trying, mm. you know, and then there's our willful sin. Yeah. Right. And so like the Christian or the believer, we're supposed to have had repented of our willful sin. Yeah. Right. And it's. I don't know. We were talking about this recently. I was about. I was going to say it's a process for some of us, but then you know, like I think I more 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 recently <laughs> I've started to stutter. <laughs> more recently, I started to realize that it's as much of a process as we want it to be. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's some things that like we struggle with giving up. You know, there's some things you know that we like want to hold on to or whatever. But like ultimately. We should not continue to willfully sin. Yeah. Right. And I think even Jesus makes this comment in the book of John where he says, anyone who continues to sin has never seen me or known me. Mm. Right. And so he's shown us right then and there. And now that I think about it, he also has a scripture where he says, you know, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And he says, I think he talks about how, like, on the day of judgment, he would say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, mm-hmm. right? Those who are practicing sin, mm-hmm. right? Continuously, willingly practicing sin. He says, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Echoing what was said also in the book of John, right? So, like, this willful sin causes us not to know him yeah it's not to have not to be able to have a relationship mm. with him right but righteousness allows us to have this relationship so then what is righteousness if it's not perfection mm-hmm. so righteousness then and this is this is marcus's definition i'm not jason is not signing on to this <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like in my mind what it becomes is this repentant posture Mm-hmm. towards god father i understand that mm. i am a sinner who is being saved by grace yeah but i will not you know take advantage of that grace mm-hmm. you know and i will be repentant of my sinful ways to the best of my ability yeah you know what i'm saying to where i'm trying to present myself to you you know um, as one who is humble yeah. repentant and sorry for my sin yeah. you know to the extent where i will not willfully do it yeah you know yeah i love that it reminds me of when 
Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they should be comforted. Mm. Um, and he's talking about there those who uh, mourn because of their sin. Wow. Um, and you're just making me think about, like, you know, because sanctification is, like, you know, it's a lifelong process. Yeah. And it's a process that is done by the Holy Spirit. Right. As, But along with us. And like you said, it's we, we uh, willingly repent. You know, after we're nudged by him, we're prompted by the spirit. You know, we yeah. willingly are sorrowful. We willingly mourn because of our sin. Wow. You know, like, um, but when, when you, I guess righteousness, it's only through Christ, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the only way to have good standing in God's eyes. Gee. Absolutely. It has to be perfect. Like yeah. there's no other standard for being righteous. It's it's either you're perfect or you're not. Wow. So before we started the episode, uh Jason had shown me some scriptures that talk about how like God's ears turned away from us. Like when we are not living righteously, mm-hmm. right? Actually, can we just maybe we can just go through a few of those real quick? Yeah, because like we're we're talking about now whether we realize it or not, how God operates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I used to kind of think, man, what's well, the spiritual realm? It's all just you know things happening. We don't really know what's going on. And, yeah. You know, like we, we have no insight to it. Yeah. But one of the great things about the word of God is it gives us insight to what is happening in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Right. So it's not just throw up a prayer, get what you want. It's no, there's some order to it. There's oh, yeah. some structure to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as we read these scriptures, you get to see, we all get to see mm-hmm. how it is that God operates, how it is that prayer works under Mm -hmm. what circumstances what are the conditions you know what i'm saying by which it works so to me this is like one of the coolest things because Mm -hmm. we get to see what is like how the unseen works yeah right here so jason's gonna read (laughs) (laughs) well the first verse is isaiah 1 and 15 uh and it says when you spread out your hands I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. There's another scripture in Isaiah. Uh, it is Isaiah 59, uh, and it's verse 1. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Wow. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Wow. That goes um, right to our point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that really gets right to it. Um, and the whole point is, it's not to say that, you know, when we, when we you know, stumble or when we sin unknowingly, um, that God isn't listening to us. But the point is that when we are having an unrepentant posture toward God, we we we're at risk of, I want to say, just 
putting a the veil back up mm. in that relationship. Whew. Wow. And through, of course, because, again, God's character is he's rich in mercy and grace. Jeez. The sins can be forgiven, of course. You know, Jesus said there's no sin that, or blasphemy that won't be forgiven except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But, like, we do run that risk when you are unrepentant. In Psalm 66, verse 17, it says, I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. So we see that again. Like, it's not this casual, like, I guess I think we got to make that clear. Like, it's not the casual, you know, you sinned and you're like, oh, you know, you know, God is cut me off no it's like you realize here in 18 he says if i had cherished iniquity in my heart the lord would not have listened to me it's like that unrepentance it's like i know this is sin and i'm just gonna do it anyway yeah that is what (laughs) really puts you at risk of i mean i don't even know if i can say puts you at risk it's it's clear in the word yeah he won't listen to you yeah at that point i feel like it may even be beneficial to talk about sin for a second, mm. right? Because even when we hear a message like this mm-hmm. or words like this, we could start to think like, well, you know, am I an adulterer? Nah. Do I do I steal? Nah. Am I a liar? No. You know, but that's why like, the, like I love the Bible because it's so thorough. Mm-hmm. Like in the book of James, it says that if any man knows the right thing to do Mm. and doesn't do it for him it is sin yeah before we take any action we have a choice to make Mm -hmm. you know like we kind of know the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do and so like whenever we choose the wrong thing no matter what it is right according to what our conscience is telling us Mm -hmm. right or with this what we know scripture says Mm. or the convictions that we have from the holy spirit like we have a, a, a decision to make and if we make the decision that we know we shouldn't make yeah it's a sin it's that simple it's that you know simple. whether it's taking a pen off your co-worker's desk and not putting it back or yeah. committing adultery with the neighbor across the street like mm-hmm. it's don't look don't look to try to find like whether or not your sin is in scripture yeah you know what i'm saying like you know the right thing and the wrong thing to do mm. so and it also says like anything not done in faith is sin yeah wow so like that jeez <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Proverbs 28 and 9. It says, "Is one if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination." Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's like you you see how wow. serious God takes uh your like Mark Marcus said your posture with him, your relationship with him. If you're not seeking him, if you're not seeking to please him and if you're not repentant, he says your prayer is an abomination. He's like, I don't, I don't even, he detests your prayer, our prayers at that point. I got uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 29. It says, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Wow. Like that, I don't even know if it can get any more clear. Mm-hmm. In that particular scripture, yep. like there's no way we can, we can act like 
<laughs> it's not simple to understand. Mm -hmm. This is not complex. Yeah. You already did Isaiah 59 and 2, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Shoot, John chapter 9, verse 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. It's amazing. I thought the last one was like clear, mm -hmm. but what? <laughs> How easy is this to understand now? Mm -hmm. Man, there's one more that I, I wanted to say. I know you probably have more, bro, but uh, I was looking at John chapter 15 and 7. Mm -hmm. This is Jesus talking. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you, mm -hmm. right? So, like, you live, it says, if you abide in me. So, like, you're living in mm. in Christ, right? Like, you're trying to, to, to operate with the mind of Christ, mm. right? And he says, my words abide in you. Like, you have his word in your heart, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which, which also shows us that, like, the importance of, getting in our word mm -hmm. like get this word in you yeah he gives those as prerequisites and then it says ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you mm -hmm. so like this is like i don't know major keys yeah. <laughs> major keys i think major uh, keys. this goes we didn't really touch on this too much but it also points to the fact that uh we do need to be praying in God's will mm -hmm. and how do we know his will by you know staying in his word like yes, you just said yes. I like uh Hannah's story um I think her, her like I staying in his will is another way I think of saying um doing what pleases him so pray prayers that you know please God um Hannah in first Samuel chapter one it says in her deep English anguish in verse 10 hannah prayed to the lord weeping bitterly and she made a vow saying lord almighty if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son then i will give him to the lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head now that prayer mm. and it says and she kept on praying and eli observed her and it goes on but like that prayer it's such an honorable prayer to God. You know, it's like, yeah, I want a child, yeah. but I want my child for your glory. Wow. And for your purpose. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, you know, we you look later and he did give her a child and she said, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given to the Lord. And that was a, you know, testimony to the people around her and stuff. Um, but you see have these prayers uh again we can go to like acts and there are various mentions of people praying in the word and i mean there's there are layers to this because it says you know she prayed in her deep anguish you know this again was a heartfelt prayer it wasn't just some willy-nilly type of everyday mm. prayer like yeah. it came from a place in our heart deep deep anguish it says you know um, wow so our prayers man and it's and it just points to god's mercy and it points to his love and his grace like if you can imagine you know us coming to god in true anguish and, and pain and praying about something 
he's going to listen. It may not always come to pass right when we want or, you know, whatever like that, but he's he he will make it come to pass one way or another. What If you're praying, like, and this is where we have to look almost beyond our physical existence or whatever Oof. and stuff like that. What but you like, going to say, man? What you going <laughs> to say? No, I mean, <laughs> the peace that's promised to us is real yes it is you know that's for sure and if suffering is what we have in this lifetime the promise of peace is still real wow Uh, but yeah pray them prayers pray them prayers (laughs) i was uh surprised at certain scriptures um that i came across about uh god telling people not to pray for certain people uh, in Jeremiah 14, it says, The Lord said to me, Do not pray for the welfare of this people. Though they fast, I will not hear their cry. And though they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by famine and pestilence. Wow. And it was obvious because of their iniquity and their yeah. sin. And, yeah. Um, and there's another instance where um, we're instructed not to pray for people who basically deny Christ. Wow. Uh, in First John five sixteen, it says, "If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will for him, that brother, give life to those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death, and I do not say that he should make requests for this. And that sin being, you know, denying Christ. Yeah. Wow." Because at that point, and and I'm still trying to even understand that, but I'm assuming you know it's because at that point, if someone's apostate and they un, they know, you know who Christ is and they deny him, you know there are points in the word where it says you know do not even eat with such a one as this. Yeah, hand them over to Satan. You know, yeah, it's like don't even regard them then if they if they if you've established because you think of like the Pharisees like. Yeah. They saw all these miracles and signs he was doing, and they yeah. knew they knew the scriptures and they knew the prophets and Moses, and they were still like, Mm-mm, "Nope, we don't believe it." Nope, and that's why Jesus was like, "This is the this right here is the one thing I yeah. can't forgive." Like you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit, you calling me satanic, and I'm clearly y'all should know better, you know that type of thing. Like, nope, you've already kind of made your decision yeah. at that point, right? That's powerful, man. It's interesting stuff in here. It is, yeah. I feel like even those last few examples are like, like we we don't talk about those too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just assumed like, oh, no, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. But it's not a blanket thing. Like we're commanded not to in some cases. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why we have to get in our word because we can understand like, the very character of God. Yeah, and it yeah. goes back to us being effectual again when we do go to pray. Like we need to know God's, like the mind of God as much as we possibly can, yeah. which is revealed to us in scripture. Yeah. You know? So I feel like those are keys as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I guess the the whole intention of this episode is to bring clarity to various aspects of prayer Mm -hmm. like i'm hesitant to say it but it's just it's just not as simple 
as we make it seem. Yeah. Like there there is some understanding to be had. And we kind of even see why the Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. Because mm-hmm. without understanding, our prayers won't even be effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And understanding that he was talking about applies to so much more. But this is just one area where it's like, now you get some understanding, mm-hmm. then you can have some impact. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So hopefully we were able to to bring some understanding to you in this mm-hmm. episode. Yep. And that's that's all I got. That's all I got too. All right. All later. Right. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.